4: On the Oz 9, it's 2142, and the crew is waiting to see if their lives will extend beyond the 29-minute countdown currently frozen on the Apocalypse device timer. Season 1 ended with not quite a bang. Will Season 2 begin with one? Back here on Earth, it's 2019, and the cast have been assembling to talk about what they like or don't about their characters, which characters, if any, they trust with their dog, and what future, if there is one, They believe Oz9 The Ship and Oz9 The Podcast have. Last time, we heard from Aaron Clark, June Clark Eubanks, Tim Sherburn, and Richard Cowan, so be sure to check out their conversation. This time it's And The Rest with Eric Perry, Bonnie Brantley, Shannon Perry, and me, Richard Nadalny. Warning, there are spoilers galore, so if you're not done with Season 1 yet, maybe do that first. Hello, and welcome to the cast interviews of Oz9. Uh, In this episode, you'll be talking to the narrator and Madeline Olivia and Jesse Donna and Joe, Dr. Von Abesetzer, Mr. Southers, and all the other things. So welcome to Richard Dodolny, Shannon Perry, Eric Perry, and Bonnie Brantley. So let's take it away with that. Everybody say hello, and let's uh,
1: talk a little bit about your characters.
5: Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Madeline and Olivia.
1: I'm Eric Perry. I play uh, Dr. Von Albazetzer and Dr. S- uh, Mr. Southers and Joe and Head One.
2: Hi, I'm Bonnie Brantley and I play Jesse and Donna. And I always have to mention Lucretia Nibblebiscuit, who's one of my favorite characters, and other various
1: critters. <laughs> <laughs> Background sounds.
4: <laughs> and I'm Richard Nadoni and I play the narrator. All right, well, let's. Uh, and the so, oh, we already did. And the alarm, yes. The, the much-loved alarm, we'll at least right by now. some much people.
1: Much-loved alarm.
4: Alarm. Alarm. Oh, alarm. Nice. How about that? that was beautiful. beauty. So there you go. I'm feeling alarmed. Live and almost in person. Uh-huh. Okay, a brief bio from each of us about uh, about what we've done before this.
5: Bugger all. Not much. Uh, I haven't really done any acting since, like, fresh out of high school, which was rather a long time ago, so... I do the writing so that's my
1: in my home country I was brain surgeon no uh, uh, I don't know I did improv in Austin for a number of years uh, this is Eric Perry by the way um, I did um, musical theater and like as a student in college and high school and a little bit of community theater and uh, Bonnie and I have been in a couple of movies together And, uh, yeah, independent film in Austin, so did a little bit of that, too. And uh, that's pretty much the extent of it. So I'll hand it over to Bonnie, because this is going to go on forever with her resume.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My first acting job was in fifth grade as the Wicked Witch of the West.
4: Okay, time for post.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It really was. um, So that was my first one, and I was disappointed that I didn't get Dorothy, but then I discovered that I am a character actor, and I prefer that because I got a laugh. La la. Okay. And then fast forward many years. um, I worked at an animation studio, a couple of them, and discovered that I really enjoyed doing voices, and I've had years of practice talking to myself, and making noises and things like that. Um, So I started doing voiceovers just on my own and I sent in a demo tape to uh, Beavis and Butthead. Um, Because I knew someone who knew someone and I got it, which was great. I think it was because my demo tape was really funny because pretty much all the voices I did were just variations of myself, except for the Morning Wood Fairy folks, so look it up. It's my claim to fame as being the Morning Wood Fairy um, and then I did some some other voice acting things, um, video games, and then a lot of boring commercials, and then reading stuff for textbooks and pretending like I know what I'm talking about. Um, and then let's see, a uh, couple of movies with Eric, which are really funny if you can ever find them. They're great. And um, and then because of Eric, I found Shannon and this podcast, which is just a delight, and I love it. And it's my favorite thing ever. I love it so much, so I'm more than Beavis and ButtHead. Oh yeah, Beavis and ButtHead was really cool, and um, to be able to do that, but the work, the actual work for this was much more fun, because mostly I was just a girl in the background, or you know.
1: Was it more okay. than one time that you did it?
2: Mm, I have got about seven episodes. Um, oh. You know, uh, they all have funny names like Spanish Fly and. Uh, Hello. I don't, yeah, kind of odd <laughs> names. I can't think of them all of a sudden. Um, oh well. But you know, various girl in the background, or a teacher, or something—nothing nice. that interesting, really. Very cool. But it was fun to do it.
4: Well, and then I've, uh, like Shannon, done bugger All I mean, we all have done *Drama Club* in high school or whatever. So, uh, and I was Father Mulcahy and *Mash*. But uh, you were? Yeah. You'd be. Oh, sorry. On stage, I don't think you meant in the movie. Yeah, not not really, not 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 in real life. But you'd be such a,
2: a good Father Mulcahy. I can right? see that yeah. totally. I know. I'm
4: so wholesome, right? You appear to be. Well, anyway. So yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Until, that's how it gets you uh, and until we got here. So, um, so the next question is, uh, what's the experience been like so far?
5: Thanks. Uh, so, it's been absolutely amazing to have actual fans and people who listen. Woot! Others?
1: It's been a living hell. Uh, no. Uh, no and just for us dealing with you. Yeah, right. Anyway. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's been a very fun and delightful experience and ongoing. Um, it's a commute for me to come up here and record. I live in Tacoma. We're in Seattle now, and that's where we record. But uh, it has allowed me to do a series of voices and do voice-type characters, like uh, Bonnie was saying, that I've never really got to do before. You know, committing to play these kind of over-the-top, outrageous, cartoony-type characters that have been lingering in my head for some time and screaming to get out. So. Uh, now they've Along had their with all the other voices in your head. Yeah, right. It's a little crowded in there. Yeah, we uh, we have to uh, single file, people. Um, but uh, it's been very, very fun, and uh, the writing, you know, is it's okay. Shut up. <laughs> Incidentally, I just have
5: to mention that Eric is my brother, so yes, we're, it's, the abuse is, is familial. Yeah. As well as familiar.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. There, were, uh, I will say there were a lot of things I would do differently, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we're 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 making do. We're slogging through, um, and it is very fun to have this kind of an audience and to have you know as many downloads. I again, I've worked in independent film and uh, several films that really didn't go much of anywhere. <laughs> so it's nice to have an audience that uh, still responds to the projects I'm working on and. Uh, this will be my legacy. (laughs) Our mother is so proud. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) This is my Hot Wheels collection. (laughs) Okay, I'm holding
2: this tiny little mic. It feels so delicate. (laughs) I forgot what the question was.
1: What's the
5: experience? 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 Oh, the experience with this.
2: Oh, I love it. This is my favorite thing. Um, I record in this little closet in my house with a ironing board behind me and everything and and this I love to tell this because I, when I close the door the light turns off and there's no air conditioning in there and I live in Austin Texas so this is it's just, and and it's like a joke it's the most fun I've ever had in a closet um, but we rec- I record by watching everyone on Skype and I record into my iPhone actually I have a good mic now but anyway it's just been a blast we do it about every two weeks and I look forward to it like crazy and it's the most fun thing I do Um What else? Um.
4: I was going to say that the first time that we did record, because the remote actors are always on Skype so that we're all together for the experience, so Bonnie fires up her computer and we're like, She's like, oh, I'm in my closet, and there's all these <laughs> shelves behind her with boxes that are labeled and you know stuff. And so we spent like 20 minutes going through her closet, like, what's that? What's that? What's what? What is that thing? And she's like, oh, this is something I have, you know. And she's holding it up in front of the camera on the computer. Oh, this. Oh, this whole oh, thing. So it was pretty funny. We went through her closet with her. It's it's a
2: big closet full of crap. Um, but not it's not all crap. But it's interesting, weird stuff that my mom has given me beads and jewels and. It's just weird, all kinds of weird crafty stuff. Like that, an
1: Etsy warehouse in there. It there is kind of like
2: that, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. but um, So, let's see. Oh, and so I'm just loving that um, I got some good, some fun characters to do that that um, who I am actually matters in this particular job. You know, what I have to bring to it, it, it matters. I, I, so I love to have a job that it couldn't just be anybody, and that's what has always been important to me and what I haven't always had, um, even sorry but in animating when I was doing that um, you eventually get to where you're just drawing the same drawing over and over and over again and you realize that anybody could do this and it doesn't really matter what I have going on in my head or how funny or interesting or creative or anything like that it just doesn't matter and that was kind of sad um although the environment was wonderful and so that's what I know is the most important really is to be in a good environment with people who are fun and nice and supportive and um That is something I learned back from animation, that the environment was almost more important than the job. But this one is both fun environment supportive people, super fun stuff to do. And, um, you know, what I have to bring to it actually matters. So I love that. And I also love that we're getting feedback from people instantly. As soon as we put something out, we can get on Twitter and whatever and find out that someone loved that episode or that someone thinks this is great. Someone thought I was really Scottish and that made my life. Thank you,
1: because I'm they were, not. They were from Iran, but, uh, that's okay. I don't <laughs> no, care. I'm kidding. She does a very good Scottish accent. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've been practicing. Thank you, Lynn Ferguson, wherever you are. I've imitated oh, you the yeah. best of my ability. Oh,
4: that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, yeah, the the experience has been great, and obviously, I'm still going through puberty, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a lot Second of fun. Puberty, and it's. Uh, I mean, you guys have no idea what an indie, I mean, we're an indie podcast, you have no idea how indie this thing is. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, like some of the footsteps are Shannon and myself out in our driveway with this lavalier down dangling between our legs just clumping around, so there, there have been some crazy ones.
5: That's how we recorded the footsteps, and it's so ridiculous because there are two places where our neighbors came outside and started yelling at each other, just like, honey, did you take out the trash? So I just have to make sure that I cut. The footsteps before, honey. Can you? Did you take out the trash? Unless you need that later. Unless I need that later. Yeah, never know. Everything's
3: useful. Yeah, yeah.
5: It's all good.
4: But anyway, yeah, it's been. Uh, it's just been a blast, and everybody is so much fun to work with. I mean, we, you know, of course we flub lines, but when we have fun with it, we. It takes us so long to get through an episode sometimes recording because we're just laughing so hard. The table read is amazing because it's just <laughs> everybody's like what, and we're just cracking up at the jokes. Yeah, so. Sometimes it takes us a while to to deliver them straight-faced for the uh, podcast.
5: One thing I want to ask, and this is a little bit separate from the list of questions that we had, but um, how is it for you when you are literally getting the script the day of the recording? Is that good, bad, indifferent? Love it. Yeah. Did I I talk over you? Is that going to mess up? Totally fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say say that uh, this is not a a project for a method actor of me, (laughs) Gay. it is really kind of the opposite because you'd get the script the day of or, like, literally when we show up for the table reading. Um, And, of course, you're doing just over-the-top characters. So uh, it's, again, just kind of a fun way to express big, go big, go broad, or go home, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's a good crowd. It is fun to find all these people that had similar ideas for what they wanted to do with a performance and be able to (laughs) sit in a room and... And be silly with each other, and uh, it's almost like an animated show in many ways, and like an old school, you know, Saturday morning cartoon or something, just with crazy, over the top characters, and uh, and it's narrated, <laughs> and we eat a good meal beforehand. <laughs> well, you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we have a meal at the at the location too. I'm sorry. I'm going on.
5: Hand over the mic.
2: Oh. Hand me the have, tiny mic. Did you have something? Uh, Oh, the script the the same day. Okay, I'm a big procrastinator, so getting the script the same day is great because if I got it early, I'd probably forget and then read it the same day anyway. But we've discovered that um, we really enjoy being surprised by what's going to happen because we're fans of the show too. So what's really funny is a lot of us will purposefully not read it so that during the table read, we can see each other's reactions and going, oh my God no spoiler here, but oh my God, that happened? Or, or we'll just die laughing because we didn't know this joke was coming up. And so it's, so that's what's so much fun. I don't almost don't want to read them ahead of time. Um, if I have a new character, I'd like to have it ahead of time so I can practice an accent maybe, or something like that. But that's, that's fun, I love um, just getting at the last minute. And then when we do the final record, we've had a whole um, few minutes of practice. <laughs>
5: but it works, I think it works, I love it. It's really it's fun. To, it's everybody's very fresh, and the responses are very fresh, and it's just it's it's really fun. It's fun for me as the writer to see people laugh at the jokes because I'm like, oh man, I hope that lands. Like I don't know <laughs> if that's a good one or not. And then, but the great thing is with you guys. And and I, people have asked me, oh, do you also direct? And I'm like, no, there's no really, no, there's no, there's no, no need for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there really isn't much need for direction. You guys kind of, I think our our humor sensibility is very very similar across the whole crew. And so it it just works very well, and it's really fun when you hear a line in your head in a, a certain way, and either the actor totally nails it or improves on it, which is how it generally comes out. And it's
1: strangely, strange. she's a real stickler for blocking. Yeah. In, That's in a, right. In a podcast, hit your mark, <laughs> smile at the crowd, sell it to the back seats. Everyone
5: project. Yeah. Right. Did you have thoughts about same day scripts?
4: Well, no, because I live with the writer, and so therefore I have a little bit previous access to it since I have to do the first read-through and find bugs or whatever. Oh, tell
2: about that, that you do all the voices when you're doing the read He does the voices when he's doing the read-through. I haven't heard this, but I hear he does. And I am I'm wanting the fans to demand um, a, <laughs> co- a, a version of the um, narrator version doing all the voices, because <laughs> it would got to be good. It'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Bordering on painful sometimes. Yeah,
4: she makes me stop quite frequently.
1: So Sometimes if the script is so fresh, I'll, by the way, I was just going to mention that sometimes I'll read the script and then, you know, in recording even sometimes and I'll go, oh, oh, I meant what you were going for here. So we have to do it again sometimes, which is the one, you know, obstacle we have to overcome a little bit is when you don't know what you're reading. But usually in one try you get it. And so the next one you're you're, you're nailing it. Um
5: I will have the live script, scripts ahead of time. <laughs> well, we'll be rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Those I will have ahead of time. Yeah. I've, I have till April.
1: Yeah.
5: April 25th, 2020. Oh. At? That's right. At Copious. Wait, what's our
1: name? At the Copious Theater. What is it, literally like four blocks from here?
5: It's, yes, easy walk. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Right, not for. I'm flying. Well, in. For where
4: you are now. And boy, are your arms tired. Okay, so the next question is, uh, where do you think the story is going? I'm going to skip Shannon because, first of all, she's writing it. And second of all, I can literally tell you from watching her write it that she does not know where the story is going while she's writing it. So, uh, Eric.
1: Well, presumably we're going to another planet uh, in in the literal sense of where it's going. But what's the outcome of all this? Uh, Good Lord, who knows? Uh, Again, I'm surprised every episode when I show up. So you can imagine... We're surprised that you show up, Yeah, I'm surprised that I show up. I'm surprised I keep getting invited back. Um, But where is the show going? Like, on the storyline, where is the story going? Yeah. Yeah. The question
4: was just that, so I don't (laughs) know.
1: Interpret as you please. I don't know. Anybody else have any thoughts while I think about it? (laughs) (laughs) Here, I'll talk. I can fill up space.
2: (laughs) Where is the story going? Okay. I know um, I'll be telling it when it does. The story, I I don't know where the story is going but i'm kind of hoping for more insight in the characters personalities why are they the way they are why does colin think someone is trying to kill him um how did leet get here uh i want to
5: do i'm hoping to do a lot more mini episodes that will give us sort of that off arc backstory because i think those are super fun i just love that and i somebody um uh, eddie louise of sage and savant said it would be really fun to see all the job interviews oh that would be so fun of everybody on the crew which would be i think a hoop. well we so already we had, leads, to, we so. had leads a, uh, we Did had leads we had a piece of it yeah he had mm-hmm. a piece of his job interview when we found out that it was all about uh, it's in it's in one of the episodes it's in one of the episodes you
2: know one funny i found one of the episodes that i had never heard before once going through i, I listened to them over again and i found one that i'd never heard
4: ah uh, the lost tapes yes a- <laughs> yeah.
2: fun with ADD. um so, that's, that's some things I think it'd be fun to see, more insight on what the characters, where they came from and what they did before this and what they're thinking right now. A little more depth into their little personalities, their little personalities, but where it's going, I have no clue. I'd like to see head one and head two get married, <laughs> if they're not already, because I don't think of them as the same person. I think well, of them as a married kind of couple. they
4: physically married. I mean, they are yeah. in one.
1: They seem like- We share a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of parts.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the whole tater tot and deer makes me think that they have maybe sort of been like an old married couple for years. Um, but I don't know. So
3: With I'm flying by the seat of my
2: pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you got time to think
1: now. Well I, don't know. well, I was thinking, you know, it could be that they never find another planet. And so they may just start a, you know, that somehow the uh, Oz-9 ship, which is this amorphous ship that nobody knows the dimensions of, and maybe it can accommodate an entirely new civilization that they just create out flopping around in the middle of space, that just, just flops through the universe for the rest of its existence and adds on, or, you know, new people, or I'm not sure how they're going to uh, procreate. There's not a lot of options. Oh, my God. And, and you have well, one like, is an AI, and then a lot of them are robots. And It is uh, a
4: century in the future. I'm sure they've got cloning or something.
1: <laughs> but this crowd figuring out how to use it? I don't know. But uh, anyway, so it could be that they, uh, you know, that this is a, a sort of a new planet of its own that becomes in some sort of a you know the home planet for these people and a whole new civilization you
2: are so high
1: <laughs> and uh <laughs> i have been trying some of the sandwiches <laughs> and uh i don't know i don't know what the other options are for yeah. them
4: yeah i i'm not really sure where the story is going but i know shannon being a huge fan of Doctor Who and Who? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Red Dwarf and Black Adder.
1: In case you didn't catch the references in the uh, in the show itself, <laughs> in the show itself, right?
4: That uh, options are many and available, and almost anything could happen. So, and she was uh, uh, forethought. She you know went ahead and stocked the ship with fifty thousand. Well, somewhere less than that now, but fewer than that. But uh, 50,000 people that she could thaw out and use for any purpose that she wanted to. Uh, right now, they're just using to keep Joe busy scrubbing airlocks, apparently. But
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who's going to operate the mop now.
4: Ooh, spoilers.
2: Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Please don't make it all a dream. <laughs> That's like the worst. I know. We already kind of used that with C4. Oh, you're when
5: right. The, <laughs> when the robot from Best in Galaxy shows or up. Or was it? That's right. <laughs> I mean, you did have to.
1: I tend to think of it as the ship is like a big mall that's in space, like a big unused mall that's set up. My thinking is, here's my thought, okay. and I, this is this is not what necessarily what's going to happen because the writer has to have her input. <laughs> and, and she has, it, of course. But anyway, um, that the, the ship was down. set up, the, the ship was set up to be a once they get to whatever planet they land on, this is their home base. So it's set up to be civilization a, in a yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. civilization to begin with. All the terraforming equipment is on the presumably whether it works it? or not. Yeah, it's whether it works it is a the question. Some seats. But these are all you know. They're rich people, so they have all the rich people. So there's probably like a Macy's somewhere on here, and a, <laughs> and then Nordstroms. And we're in Seattle, so I have to say Nordstroms. Um, <laughs> mm. So there's all these things again, whether they function or not, who knows? But ah. but uh, you know, there's lots of golf equipment on board. <laughs> And uh, yeah, for the rich perfect.
5: people. The terraforming turns into like a half a dozen <laughs> it could golf courses. Big, the world is your no, golf course. Yeah, well, it could be oh. one
1: to just always replace your divot on whatever wherever they get to. Oh um, so, yeah, or the whole thing could follow by it, or they could just start a, some planet, and, you know, it's a complete idiocracy-type planet. and,
3: yeah.
1: and
2: so, uh, so many and, options. They could land on Gilligan's Island. There you go.
1: And rescue them finally. Oh, no, and, they got
4: off. They got off. And, and the rest...
1: Yeah. They so, got off Gill- um, Gilligan's Island? did they go back? Yeah, they made, yeah, those, the big- they made those movies the- in the 80s. Yeah. What? Yes. They got off. Yes. Yeah. Everybody but they, Tina Louise. They got off the
4: island. I'm going what? to be specific.
1: I did
3: not know that.
4: So anyway. Yeah. Back to... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you like or dislike about your characters? Uh,
5: I, uh, well, you make them all, so you've got to like all yeah, of them. I pretty much like all my characters. So I really enjoy playing Olivia because she's very unpredictable, and so much of her character just depends on the delivery of the line and there was a line in one of the scripts where she said the only thing permanent on this ship is me. She kind of says it to herself. Mm-hmm. Sort and of as a threat though. A, yeah but it's a sort of you know it, it it clues the audience in a little bit on Olivia's uh, state of mind mm-hmm. and there was a tweet where this someone's like you go Olivia damn. You know? Yeah, yeah I quoted that line. Somebody quoted that line and I thought that was really funny because I, I think there's
1: been a lot of permanent damage to the ship, but the, there's so there been a lot of permanent, permanent elements. That's
5: right. There are, <laughs> yeah, it's very true. But you know, Olivia is a little unpredictable, and and it's it's funny because you know she sounds like a the little match girl, and uh, she's a it, teenager. She is a teenager. Yes, we but have to. She was to, seven. No, we well she's seven in AI years. Oh, all right. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's the, she's a lot of fun to play. So carry on.
1: Uh, What do I like about my career? Well, Joe, I kind of enjoy, uh, mostly in my own mind, one of my things that I've kind of created for him and and expressed on Twitter when I'm uh, contributing there is that he's a guy that just kind of is, because everybody is, you know, there's only a crew of like eight people and all the guests are either melted or, or, you know, in a stasis pod of some kind. So he has kind of the... Ability to just roam around the ship and finding, finding sandwich machines, among other things, <laughs> and just finding all these weird things that the G2, and uh, we were talking about G2, and I just have a feeling that these ships were created, but they at some point they just kind of got away from gated galaxies. There was not a whole lot of oversight, and so they were just kind of, I'm not sure how they got off the ground, <laughs> but that's a little unexplained, but they just kind of started construction and uh, didn't really know how to end it and then there was a launch date and they just left at that point but uh they were just throwing on parts the whole time from wherever they could get them and so that's what kind of makes the ship uh interesting beyond everything else is, is just like what is this ship where is it so joe has a lot of fun uh searching the ship and finding out all the weird little nooks and crannies all the crooks and nannies and um Von Habsedzer, I just love doing the accent, and he's kind of the fun little jolly character. I don't know if there's some other much darker side to him that hasn't been revealed yet, but uh, but he's a uh, he's a uh, you know he's a uh, he, I think he has a good time, and he's uh, I'm not sure how he fits into the story yet. Um,
5: he's mischievous, which I like.
4: I, yeah, I love his relationship with Olivia
5: though. Oh, me too.
1: Yeah, it's interesting playing your sister's creator um that's a weird thing a well
4: way to make it weird i was just talking about yeah. the characters Talk so words.
1: yeah <laughs> uh yeah <it's, laughs> there's a there's a lot of uh, yeah the family tree takes a couple of weird left turns out there um but uh so opposite there's a lot of fun again i'm mostly just having fun with the accent but he's um we're, he's still at very much at the beginning of figuring out who he is um Head one, again, just fun to do the accent. And just to play kind of that kind of working class guy who uh, is kind of, you know, taking all this in and bemused and annoyed by head two, which is a fun relationship to play off of. You love head two. Head two, right? It is interesting. to. I'm all for whatever happens between the two of them. If this turns out to be a, a you know, a lifestyle, we'll see. I'm not going to fight it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure you know how much how intimate they are without arms and. Uh, all
5: right, <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, Bonnie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I do have old Mr. and Mr. Suthers. Yeah. Again, he's just kind of a expositional character, but a fun accent to play. Oh yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, a lot of voices. Okay, mine. Um, uh, Jesse. I love doing Jesse because I like her personality. She's got a lot of um the my my um, hot tempered side. So it's really fun to be angry and and have uh, fast uh, fast delivery of lines and have to take a deep breath before I do some of the lines sometimes. So I I love her and love the accent and I've really been working on it hard to try to make it good and make it come out more natural. Um,
1: she's a hot spicy hot tempered Scottish woman. <laughs> was, I'm am so
2: I'm so people are going to be disappointed when they see that, you know, Jessie's really just this middle-aged woman. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway, oh, but I'm Jessie inside. That's right. Um, and then Donna's sweet and she's fun to do, but her accent, I think is much harder than Jesse's, which it mm-hmm. seems, um, I don't know why it is. I don't know why. Maybe just because I haven't, I have people I listen to, to practice doing Jesse and I don't have a lot of, um, Midwestern, um, you should watch mo- more
4: Fargo. Mm-hmm. Fargo.
2: Yeah. Well, I tried doing that. But anyway, so i I have a harder time with Donna, but she's still really fun. And I think doing her accent badly is, is maybe even better because we haven't really <laughs> said where she's from. So we can just say, you know, her we can make up whatever we want, right? <laughs> and then I love doing Lucretia Nibble Biscuit a lot, and I'm almost sorry she died. Um, and almost. And then yeah, and so I, and I like to just do lots. I love that there's lots of. Um, I just like all their characters. Um, I, I think that Donna is um very very sweet, but she, you know she makes surprises now and then. Mate, always oh, said mate, like it came out, and um, I like that there's a bunch of other. People on the ship that might pop out, and who knows what I can do. I can dig up some accent or some voice from somewhere. Yeah. I want to be a man. Not literally. I'm a fine. I want to be a man. I'm in fine the... in my body. Thank you. But um, it'd be fun to do a guy voice, see if anybody knows it's me. There you go. And I was sick last week, and I almost had the chance. I was talking like Barry White, and yeah. we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I
5: was, I was totally set.
2: I know, I and had, I got better.
5: I had reasons. I was way down there. You were. It was awesome. Narrator? Narrator.
4: Ah, oh, the narrator. What to say about him? Uh, well, I I dislike a little that he's kind of such such an angry person. It's funny. <laughs> but he's more irritable uh, than angry. that's true. He is irritable. But the uh, I I love the narrator because there there aren't a lot of them that are part of the story. I mean, I, I love that he is able to interject into the story every so often and give us a, a peek behind the scenes that. Uh, you know, keeps the audience in, in clue with what's going on that the characters don't realize. So it makes it feel like he's he's one of us as the audience as opposed to, you know, part of the story. But yet he's still in the story too, so. Who is he?
2: That's an interesting thing. Where what, is he? Why is, is he? His, what is the narrator, actually? Is he a real character? I love the idea that if you think about it, it's weird. It's very weird. So
4: who's high now? I, that's just my natural state. <laughs> Who isn't high? <laughs> high on life.
1: Yeah.
2: None of us are actually high.
4: So the next question is. Pause. Uh, <laughs> the next question is Which character would you most like to get a beer with? And, and which uh, would you trust to babysit your children or dog?
5: Mm. I would definitely trust the albatross with my children or my dog. Uh, which really? one would I. Yeah. They better have a tag. As you say, as long as they have a body tag. Um, <laughs> I don't trust anybody with my dog, uh, and I don't have children, so I guess that question's not really relevant. Um, as far as which one would I want to have a beer with? Jessie. I would, tell, I would have a beer with Jessie. She'd be a, she'd be a hoot. She'd drink you under the table. She totally would, and, well, uh, that's easy to do. But, <laughs> but I think the only thing about going to have a beer with Jessie is you have to kind of rein her in. She's the kind that would be, you know, Coyote Ugly and up on the bar doing. Oh, that. I'd be starting bar fights. Exactly. Yeah, my character, I'm sure of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Von Habersetzer would be fun to have a beer with, just because he probably knows a lot about beer. Um, sure. And he could explain some, you know, some weird, you know, do some weird science trick at the table with the beer and the coasters and you know, an assortment throw of throw this seltzer thing mar- in there and make it explode. <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Did you know you can do this with a maraschino <laughs> cherry? <laughs> Uh, and yeah. a good stout. And the good stout. <laughs> so yeah, that would be. I think those two characters. Uh, think your time.
1: Can back. you choose your own character? Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have a beer with any of them. Um, no, I'm really more of a. I'd split a root beer with, because um, I'm not really much of a drinker myself. Um, Joe's a good guy, um, and uh, who would I have a beer with? Who would I just want to sit down and hang with? I guess is more the question. Uh, again, Jesse would, would be a lot of fun. Donna would be the one I would, uh, leave with my pet or child, I think, because, uh, she's a good good. Midwestern middle-aged gal who, uh, you know, probably has like six or seven cats and, uh, so she'd probably just fit them in and, uh, could come up with an extra bowl for them. Um, I think I'd like to be one of Donna's pets. Um, (laughs) And uh, what was the other question? Who, do, who who would you have a beer with? Who would you allow to babysit your kids yeah. or a dog? A Beer with? Narrator. I'd have a beer with a narrator and uh, have his ear on all this. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where are you? And uh, I don't know. It depends on who's buying, I guess. Uh, not sure what else.
5: I think Colin would actually be kind of interesting to have Colin. a beer with. Mm-hmm. Especially if after, like, two beers, he kind of calms down. He might actually be a fun person to hang out with. Just don't go, you know, parachuting with him. It
1: might be fun to get head one and head two drunk and just see them, what happens at that point. Do they just go at it, or do they fall into each other's arms, or do they... uh, (laughs) Or not arms. Yeah, right, that's true. (coughs) Or not arms. Crap. Crap. Yeah. Um, Madeline seems like a pretty regular gal. Um, So... Yeah, she takes her fiber pills, and, uh, and she's at least got something going the right direction. Um.
0: <laughs>
4: okay, Bonnie. <laughs> oh,
0: Hello. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now
0: and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and
1: Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com
3: slash plus.
4: Who would you trust to babysit your kid or dog?
2: I think intent-wise, it would be Leet. I think Leet would take a bullet for your kid, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he knows how to operate the dishwasher, or (laughs) you know, I'm not sure as if that would be you know safe in other ways. But um, and I think I think Donna. She would. Donna would take stuff out of the toilet. She can take stuff out of the toilet, so you know she's not afraid to get hands dirty. That's true. I switched accents in there. so, yeah, Donna seems trustworthy, and what, isn't someone learning how to, someone in her family learning how to play the didgeridoo or something? What was that? The, uh, dulcimer. Dulcimer, oh. Ben's, her niece. Her <laughs> niece. Dude. So she oh, no, seems like a niece. real good babysitter. Like um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I think the two of them, leap by, um, the two of them together could be. Um, Quite a would good be combo, good. yeah. Um, let's see here oh hanging out with though i was thinking that jesse i don't know if i'd want to hang out with jesse because i think i already do hang out with jesse in my own mind she's part of my personality i think is very much jesse like i was saying if if i were a man i'd be in bar fights (laughs) although as myself i'm very peaceful and everything but when i lose my temper i am let's just not even go there um i mean we just had a
4: fight last night so i know i broke all kinds of shit see this bruise yeah
1: there you go. Yeah. Um, let's that, see that though. The you hit me with was not breakaway, by the
2: way. I you know, no, but your head was. <laughs> I think Madeline is probably fun. Um, if I think it would be fun to have a beer with Madeline as Jesse, though, because I think they probably did have fun in college together. I have a feeling, mm-hmm. and um, clearly she you gets mean, a little. You mean space uh, not school? Not Madeline. Space, yeah. Yeah, space school or whatever. But Madeline sounds like she gets a little wild when she gets a little bit in her. What did she? Yeah, she got a little crazy. Yeah, she's the one. That'd be killed fun. Killed
4: seven people. And
2: um, I think Colin. He seems to like too much of. His... Mm, I think he'd be fun. I think the whole group would be fun to go out with. Because um, that could be kind of fun to learn stuff about each other. But an, an albatross would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> I love the actress who plays albatross. She is a hoot, but I think the albatross is scary.
5: Yeah, yeah I don't know. Would you have, beer? Would you have a beer with the, the Bichon Frise?
2: Oh, I
4: just love to <laughs> listen to him talk. I would. Hey, and he wouldn't stop, so oh. there you go.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Would I have a beer with Le Bichon Frise? Yeah. Uh, would he be like a, like a French snob kind of guy about beer? Did the French drink beer? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, probably more of a wine drinking. Yeah. Right. He was like, yeah, he would want to pair it with things all the time and like, eh, drag me down. (laughs) I just want to have a cheeseburger and a root beer, but, um, I wouldn't leave him with my kids, Mm, I don't think because, well, for the obvious reasons, he's French. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> our french numbers are going down as i speak um but uh yeah he would at least corrupt them probably on some level if not um no. you know it would be fun to go camping with le bijon frise maybe i don't know why but would he
2: would be ass- mosquitoes would come after him and he'd be screaming i will assassin you all and he'd be swatting at him and breaking
5: the whole tent that down be, that'd be fun to watch
1: right? yeah I just watch all. le bijon freak out that, that would be interesting
5: keep him away from the campfire
1: Right, and you'd always know where he is because that accent is like (laughs) like
5: penetrating. Yes, all
4: right. Uh, Let's see. Well, I would uh, I I would go with the albatross for the babysitter because she is cold and efficient, and (laughs) will get shit done. (coughs) And when you and when you that's right. When you tell the babysitter you want the kid in bed at nine thirty. They're going to be in bed at 930. No glasses of water or story or nothing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for the albatross. And with the dog, same thing. She's going to take care of the dog, make sure they get fed. You know they're going out. So, yeah. Having a beer. Uh, I wanted to pick Von Habesetzer because he is just a, such a crazy goof that he would talk about. Uh, chaos theory and all these great scientific principles, and you would laugh the whole time because it was ridiculous grammar. So yes, I would. <laughs> I would want to have a beer with him. He probably
1: fortifies his beers with some really interesting nineteen forty-seven off- Pult, <laughs> right? And 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 uh, and some sort of uh, who knows something he concocted in the lab somewhere uh, at some point that has some special properties of suspending reality uh, or I'd, something. I
5: would like to mention because we haven't had an, I haven't had the opportunity to mention it in, yet that. Um, <laughs>
1: Van Haverzetzer.
5: Writing von Haverzetzer is one of the most fun things I do, and it's funny because I, it. fun with phonetics of it, and fun <laughs> with just messing with the grammar a little bit, you know, turn words around and try and figure out, okay, how would this guy say it? Uh, but what's really fun for me is like I was, uh, I want that relationship with von habersetzer and, and Olivia to be, if not paternal, then certainly mentor mentee almost. There's there's that element of it, and. Uh, so I wanted endearments from him to her. so the, the, And Liebchen is obvious, but that's... We, you know, what does we that never, mean? Little loved one, I think. It's, like, it's what you call children, I think, in Germany. Um, but I wanted something a little bit more ridiculous. And so I got on the internet and I was like, okay, German endearments. And there a Mental Floss article popped up, and I love, love Mental Floss. And it had these wonderful German endearments. So the two that are in the script, uh, episode 20... One of them is Eigelschnausen, I think, and it means uh, hedgehog snout, little hedgehog snout. And the other one is that's a real term of a real endearment,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hasenfarsen.
5: <laughs> the Hasenfarsen, which is bunny fart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that? Like, these are genuine. Yeah, I mean, you don't think of the German flaws. language
1: as having you know charming little right little but ways the, to? Yeah. Uh,
5: and I went back and looked at that same article, and they the have they have these wonderful uh, endearments. Those those were my two favorites, but they were just. And it's like, oh god! I was so excited to find that because they're so they're so von Haberzetzer. He would, of course, he calls Olivia my little bunny fart. Like, how <laughs> cute is that?
4: And that's the type of research that goes into this show, folks. <laughs>
5: <Right. laughs> yeah, I keep saying it's science fiction that's heavy on the fiction and light on the science. So, uh,
4: where do you? What are your hopes for Oz 9? Where do you see the show going with?
5: I it's so much fun, and we have you know, an entire universe to explore and 50,000 people to unthaw. So we have potential to do a lot of things and be around for a long time. And I hope, I hope that we can just kind of keep going. <laughs> well, it's, as long as it's still fun for us and fun for the audience, that's all I ask.
1: Yeah. The fun with the science fiction show, of course, is that anything goes and, uh, you know, it's like, um, you know, there could be all sorts of alternative realities we stumble into at some point again, that's up to the author, but, um, so I'm not trying to presume anything, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a, anything goes wide open. Um, hope for the best, <laughs> expect the worst. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know where where to, where it is. It is like we kind of covered this question earlier. Or well, the
2: podcast itself, rather than the story. Though. Yeah.
4: Yeah. These these are the hopes, though. What are your hopes for Oz nine? Uh,
5: for Oz nine, the story or Oz nine,
2: the podcast?
4: The podcast, the show, yeah, the, th- would, th- the, the thing that we're doing. Yeah. What are your Someone hopes? Someone
2: say money. Just say it.
5: I would love for this to turn into a graphic novel. I would love to have that as an accompaniment to this, a, a graphic novel, like a comic. We still book.
2: have to do voices, right? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: I've thought many times that this could be turned into any number of things. It could be turned into a feature film. It could be turned into a series of some kind, a a, a film video series. Um, You can turn it into an animated show. So, uh, you know, so uh, that's why we had uh, Bonnie here, because she's a... She's the animator. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the one to tell you, no, she is, no. <laughs> well, you don't have to do it. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, we've got the characters already drawn. You know, yes. there's such great characters to begin with. I keep thinking they would make a fun animated show of some kind. If you...
4: And just a shout out for you saying that. Oh, shout out to Lucas Elliott, the artist who does, has done our yeah, characters right. for us. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shannon got him on board early on, and yeah, his his art is just amazing, and it's just so fun to have these caricatures of the of the creatures I think that we help
1: shape a lot of the characters, yeah. kind of help us all figure them out. Um, but as far again, where is the show going, or everything? You know, it could just be nothing more, or than a really successful podcast, and that could should certainly be enough. Um, but you know. It's it's a it's a it's a story that I think there is a visual content to it that I'm always kind of interested in exploring. I love the idea of the ship. To me, the fun of this thing is this this strange, cavernous, semi-functional at best ship, <laughs> flopping around in space. And the best just... that money
4: can buy, and also the worst that money can <laughs> yeah, buy. Right, right,
1: yeah, yeah right. The, the best that money could, um, you know. Well, because we do have those great FitTech
4: pods it was exactly no, right, right, right
1: yeah that's what I like is that the ship itself is just a kind of a uh, you know it's it's a it's been built by you know scrap metal and some yeah. a lot of deals that the, the gated galaxies got on some you know old materials from somewhere and uh, you know so maybe not space worthy but at least they're they're hanging on I would not trust this ship in re-entry that's for dang sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. Sorry, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyone okay. else? Go on. Oh.
4: What are your hopes? For
2: this I time? will be honest here. Um, okay. Sometime today? The real hope <laughs> I think we all secretly have that no one's actually saying is that we all wish that one day this could make some money and we could all quit our day jobs. Yep. That's the dream. That is not why we're doing it, though, honestly, because um, like Shannon said, she started out as just being a fun exercise for writing and for doing some stuff with her friends. So I am totally happy if nothing happens to it financially besides us having this wonderful hobby because I love it. And so I'd be totally happy with that. But there, there is the secret, you know, not so secret dream that I don't. How do you make money from a podcast? I don't know, um, but somebody knows. But if, yes, if something cool happened and we could quit our day jobs and do this for our job, that would be so awesome. I don't think this would be the type of job that would stop being fun when you had to do it for a living, like so many are. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. Uh, that's my dream. And as for, I have fears of it doing much more than being a radio, I mean a, a radio show. I'm, I'm old. Um, because I've seen how when a big company takes over, they replace us with famous people. And um, if it became a big animated thing and, you know, they would take over and replace you with famous people and that makes me sad. No. Unless there was just a... There'd have to be, indie e- No matter how much money there was involved in it, it would still make me mad. Because mm-hmm. um, I get very protective of my characters. There's Shannon's characters. But I've already become protective of them as if, you know, so it would kill me. Yeah. Um, so that's tricky. Yeah.
5: No, but, I'm, with, you know. I'm with you on that.
2: But a puppet show, I'm all for the puppet show. <laughs> if we just get our little, our little pins and, and stick them to... Popsicle sticks, and then we can take it on a w- country and you know, like worldwide tour, and we will just bounce them up and down while we do our voices. And we'll yes. have a, we'll have theater, a flea circuits too, yeah. That's where yes. the money is. So theater. you know, <laughs> as, as long as
1: I still, as long as I still have my job. Yeah, can we, uh, can we uh, patent our own characters or anything like that, or trademark them or anything? Hell, so? you, know, you can, sure you can.
5: Well, they're already. I mean, they're out there in the world, so they are. As like, once they hit paper, they are automatically um, copyright. That's an automatic. So. Yeah, I mean, my goal always with this was never to make money on it, that's not, I, I never assumed that it was going to be, quite frankly, I never assumed my writing was going to be good enough for it, um, and I'm still not convinced, but. Uh, yes, thank you. But. Um, it was
4: a creative it exercise. It was a creative exercise. An and, outlet.
5: And, it's, and it has been surprising that people have picked up on it, and w- there are people who've listened to it several times through, which is amazing <laughs> to me. <laughs> More than I've listened to it, which is incredible. But. I, I'm committed to this cast and this crew and this vision because why would I want to change that? Can everyone hear this sound in the background? Yeah, that that's my dog chewing on her bone again. <laughs> yeah, Just there's same. always
1: some dog making some sound in the background <laughs> of everything when when we're recording. recording. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> it's not Richard and Tim's dog, it's our dog. Yeah. That's our,
2: that could be our trademark. There you
1: go. I was going to mention that one thing that having come from the independent world, a film world, which... We, I moved to Austin to do with my brother in the early 90s, comparing where this uh, audio uh, drama world is right now. It's very interesting that uh, it's kind of that burgeoning new thing that I think could become monetized some more time, and that the the people with money and I, I understand uh, certainly um, Bonnie's concern that you get uh, you get uh, recast by somebody much more famous or whatever, but that there is this, I think, everybody out there is looking for content. The people with money are looking for content, and this is something that in the whole world of audio broadcasting, this podcasting, that this is a whole new potentiality there, that there's all these shows that are being really done by very smart people who really know what they're doing and are learning this really well. uh, How it's exactly- And then there's us. Right, and then there's us. Well, we're on that curve somewhere. Some or we're sliding down it on one direction or the other. I'm not sure, (laughs) Um, but we're learning it. And so, again, it's kind of like being out on the Oz9 itself. Who knows where it's going to (laughs) land? But uh, it's an interesting journey, and there's all sorts of potential. All sorts of potentials, I think. Yeah.
4: Well, my hope for the show is that I want to be walking down the street one day and see one of our T-shirts just on some stranger and yeah, then these just cool. freak that beep out and uh, just would be all up in their face. Where'd you get that shirt? Oh my God. Yeah. So yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that a knockoff? Did I get a percentage of that shirt? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I thought about that because we, um, for patrons, we um, put our alarm sound out so uh, as an MP3 so that people could download it and actually, we know people that use it on their phones as their morning alarm or as like a notification for messages or ringtone or whatever. And we do, um, we do ringtones for people who Become patrons at a certain financial level. We will record them a specialized ringtone of their choice and the, with the character of their choice. And I am dying for someday to be walking down the street or outside and to hear Jesse's voice on somebody. Oh, oh your phone's are ringing. I told you. Uh, do you read? Us oh, nine. Do you read? Your <laughs> phone's awesome. ringing. <laughs> like I think that would be so.
1: Ringtones but, and puppet theater. That's where we're. That's where that's
2: we're where moving. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> if you have. Yeah. There you go. Right. how cool. I would don't that even be? know what I just said. <laughs> yeah, it was
4: just all it was just unbottled. I don't know that could be a ringtone. <laughs> I do have to say we have since you brought that up. that's that my absolute favorite thing to do is when somebody wants a narrator ringtone or voicemail and it's like the thing that uh, one guy's like he's told me that uh, yeah, my mom thinks that I had that done on purpose to piss her off. <laughs> and he's like and when I see it, it's her calling, and I just I let it go to voicemail cuz <laughs> so oh.
1: Here's the thought is that at the end of the show, the last thing that's heard as the ship flies off into eternity is alarm, alarm <laughs> fading into the distance, wow, interesting. you know, but okay, we've got that written. Though. Yeah. Maybe it's because <laughs> the, it well. the the ship is about to be destroyed or maybe it's because these people have been unleashed on the universe. Nice. And that's the, the concern. <laughs> Who knows? Yep.
5: Um, so why don't you take a moment and tell us um, if you are, interested in other work like obviously you're going to continue on the Oz9 that is your one major (laughs) commitment but yeah I I, uh, would love for you guys to share if you're interested in other voice work what you're looking at and how maybe people can contact you and you're welcome to use the shannon at oz-9.com as a generic email address for that kind of stuff
1: yeah, because we don't want to be flooded with with uh, you know with requests requests yeah you know, single file you people, gotta filter take a, take filter a number out the chaff. take a number and a seat um yeah I think it would be fun to do other voices certainly again I've got a a a, a shite load more of them and um, voices um, but uh yeah and uh sorry we're being sidetracked by looking at the dog looking very precious <laughs> right before she explodes into licking offs to She's down to a nub. Cute.
5: She's exhausted herself by gnawing on that plastic bone or whatever that bone this, is. This is like ADD
2: all over the place. <laughs> I love it. So what are we talking about? Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> do, it, would
1: you like to do other voice work? Yes yeah, I would Oz like 9. to do other voice work. Contact me. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> oh.
2: Hi. I, okay so yeah. Um, I feel a, a, a very strong loyalty to Oz9 here because I love it so much and I feel like it's a family already but and i think it could be fun to do a guest voice on someone else's podcast as the character as one of the characters if that's something that's happening i think that could be fun mm-hmm. you know because the podcast community has been so sweet and so nice and so supportive which i love yeah. it doesn't seem all cutthroat and competitive even with people who have there's all these sci-fi things and the sci-fi people are like oh we're fans of your sci-fi you yeah. know i yeah. love that so and it would be fun to do voices guest on other people's shows but i would only want to do that for like a little one off thing or something like that And um, but if someone was going to take a a considerable amount of my time doing something, then I think I might want some money. I think I want some money out of it because I can't do this for free forever. Did I have? Did my accident come out? What what the hell happened there? Um, So making money is good. It's so good. You can't live by bread alone. That's right. (laughs) I scared scared. (laughs) (laughs) Eric. It's a hot mic, baby.
1: I've 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 had this idea, too, that some of these characters and, you know, coming from the improv world where I what one of the big ideas in improv always is tying stories together, that there can be more and more crossover stories between shows that add up to new plot lines or whatever. So I've always been really interested in I don't know how you do it and I don't it's up to the writer. It's not my problem, but and it's just an idea, but it's a fun way to to merge this world ever more into some sort of. Thing greater than the sum of its parts, perhaps, uh, and just a fun way to, um, you know, keep that world of, of audio podcasting together. And it's a unique thing. And I, uh, you know, again, coming from the improv world, it's it's always about tying ideas together. Mm-hmm. And so, you you know, again, <laughs> kind of like the Oz 9 itself, it can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's just up to the people who are interested in doing it. Uh, but it's just a thought. And a way to continue a character in another yeah. s- scenario, or uh, yeah.
5: that that our crossover episode with C Four from *Best in Galaxy* was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was right, exactly. That was a lot of fun. And it's a way
1: to keep things fresh all the time. Yeah, is yeah. to cross over. Yeah,
5: yeah
2: and I like yeah, collaborative. I just love the whole idea of yeah. supporting each other, yeah. which is so many things are so competitive. And I'm not, I'm not big on competitive that much. Although some people will say otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's
5: not true. Yeah, they lie. What about you, Richard? For what? What was the question? <laughs> other work. Oh, other, other work. Projects? Well, I
4: think I think the narrator's made plain that he wants more work. Um. <laughs> right, he wants to narrate all thing. <laughs> He wants to do some documentaries. Right. but well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like uh, I'm like Eric. I'd be willing to do s- some more voice. I mean, I can't do accents, so if you don't, you know, if you want anything tricky, look out. But. I don't know. I don't think I don't. Nobody would want me. anyway. So what's. the
5: point?
4: Come
1: on. Oh, boy, that was the biggest beg for work I ever <laughs> heard. <laughs> no, I, I, anyway, um, that was great.
4: so as a as a final wrap up, let's go about and what is the uh, we'll just go around and see what's the absolute best thing that you've gotten out of this so far? Um, well, Shannon, <laughs> just, Shannon <laughs> <Shannon's> <laughs> just pointing fingers over. I'm, come back to
1: me. Well, again, it's the the fun of getting to play characters that I, you know, had in my head that I've never had an opportunity. I, you know, I've done improv and I've done musical theater, but you know, this sh- Shannon is comes from a very much a background of of kind of British sitcom and comedy styles which uses a lot of these kinds of characters not not just literally with british or british empire accents but um you know the big over the top fun monty python-esque and all those other references she used and that's what the lot of the fun is? I forgot what the question was. What is the
4: best thing you've gotten out of Oz? Oh, now? what is the best thing you've gotten out of it? Now so that that you've that's talk, I would that you talked about yourself so much. Yeah. Right. Well,
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it is about what I got out of it. So I guess, um, yeah, that's it. Getting to do characters that I've never gotten to do before, and um, nobody asked me to do before. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So.
2: What I got out of this was friends. New friends. No, that's actually true. Um, One of my favorite things is a new batch of friends, which I this is so awesome, and it was so I I am in Seattle right now, around the little kitchen table, and um, with um, the only person I've ever met in 3D before is Eric here. So it's really been fun to meet the whole crew in 3D, and we got a new batch of friends now. And as soon as I walked in the door, I felt like I'd known them forever, which was really so funny. Um, So friends, a new batch of friends is you know a great thing, and also being able to be nuts! Um, I've done, like I said, I've done some voice work before, not a whole lot, but I don't. And I've auditioned for video games and stuff. And I don't, know, you know, what? What do you want? I'm always wondering, what did they want? Um, okay. And sometimes I get something, and sometimes I don't. You never. Uh-huh. Um, but most of it's been really straight, um, and which is fine. Reading textbooks and pretending like you know what you're talking about, but it's not really fun. So this has been fun, and it, it, like I said, getting to do the thing that what makes you know what makes you special you know everybody's got something that makes you special that that you actually can contribute something special about you this is one of the few times I've really gotten to do that which I think is lovely no one else could come in and and, and do the characters the same way that we do our characters because now it's become our character yeah I love that and I also love that we get a little creative input which has been I'm not a little a lot I don't I um, Shannon, let me decide what the accent that Jesse was gonna have. She could have been
1: Anything. S- we played around. She could have been southern. southern. Was she meant to be no. Scottish?
2: No, she no, didn't have an accent very, for her yet. Know. So I think <laughs> that was just so fun. I just read it and I thought, ooh, she sounds Scottish. And then I thought, oh shit, now I've got to go learn Scottish. Um, so um so I love that too. We've gotten creative input. We got some ideas like, buddy, how do you think this might go? And that means a lot.
5: Make me feel special. You are so very special. <laughs>
4: Well, the absolute best thing for me, other than, uh, like I said, recording ringtones, has been just having so much fun with a, uh, this, you know, basically it's just a creative outlet for us as a hobby that people have actually picked up on and like and listen to and enjoy. And it's like, that's, that's the best thing ever. It's like, not, not only are we having fun ourselves, but other people are enjoying it too. And that's just indescribable. You guys are great. Thank you so much for listening.
5: Yeah, I think for me, as a a writer, you you spend so much time writing things that just kind of go off on the ether, or they go into a drawer, and you never get much response from, you know, I wrote a children's book that uh, a few people read and a few people liked, but it's like, every time a book goes out of the Amazon store, I usually know who it is who bought it, you know, (laughs) so it's like, rah,
1: there are several copies, by the way, available in yeah, my uh, basement apartment. Yeah. <laughs> in, they were in Mom and basement. Now they're in yeah. Eric's. Yes, they're a family legacy <laughs> to be handed down to. I'm not sure who, since none of us have kids. But I uh, have
5: one. the anchor and the How albatross one? of the family.
4: Have one. Yeah. Right. I bought one.
2: Oh, that's right. I bought one.
5: I'm so anyway. money. Anyway, so but the nice thing about so I've you know I've written other things that short stories that don't get published or books that don't get published, movies movies that don't get made, and it's like. It, you know, you constantly are writing into a vacuum and you don't get much response. Um, then this, you know, you write it and we publish it and we watch the numbers go up. And that is so much fun. And we...
4: Instant gratification. Like Bonnie Thanks.
5: was saying, yeah, you get on Twitter and you talk to people and it's just, it's so much fun. And I love being on Twitter as Olivia because she's super snarky and I get to just be... Olivia. And have fun and be Olivia. And it's, <laughs> that is a great thing. And people really like, that that we are on Twitter as our characters, like that's. This is the first nice thing you've that ever written
1: part. that was scripted that actually has had actors perform the parts. Yep. You've written scripts before, but have not had them produced that is yet. Correct. So this is. Oh, there's
2: still time now. Yeah. Let's dig them up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll do oh, yeah, all the characters we have here. Let's <laughs> pull up that
4: thesis play again.
5: Yeah, oh God. Except let's <laughs> <we'll laughs> do it as we'll the os <laughs> <Us> nine characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be. Totally terrifying. My next project actually for this group is to um look at that tail. She is seeing something. You, you may hear some barking. She's shortly. on point, yes. She she's is on, definitely point. on point. My next project for There's this group out there. is uh I have a couple children's books that I would love to have um made audio. So I'm going to use this group. A couple of them <gasps> she wrote. Hopefully, if they don't mind oh, doing oh, that. Oh, me, me, me. Awesome. So uh and I have to agree with Richard and say thank you to our fans and listeners and people who either respond to us on Twitter or don't and download or join us on the podcast junkie Discord channel, which is super fun. Uh, we love communicating with people so you can find us there. And if you don't and you just quietly just download it and don't talk I to work. us, that's fine too. We love you anyway. <laughs> Anybody else? Mention our website. Oh, and yes, you can find us on our website at oz-9.com. Oh, and the website's full of goodies. It is. There's lots of fun it's stuff. It has
2: every little section has some fun, cute, funny writing from Shannon about <laughs> each section. Every little piece of it has uh, you know something really cute and funny written by her, and those awesome drawings by. I know. I love the drawings. Um, Lu- Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Are you ever
1: gonna do any more? By the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. We're working on so, a couple more yeah, things.
5: it's full of good stuff. Yeah, and you can see what we look like if you want. That's right. Our sort press of. kit is is a lot of fun. I think. If, yeah, it, you it is. Know. <laughs> if there are any press who are interested, we have a press kit.
1: Uh, yeah, I have nothing more to say. Yes, it's a, it's a, We've created a little world here, um, um, a f- floating, flopping world out <laughs> in space. <laughs> but uh, it is unto itself and um, self-contained so far at this point. Yeah. And who knows what's more? Who else is going to show up? Because I can do. Italian accent. I can no, do a no. guy from Brooklyn. I can do it. Tell all like your friends about us, folks. I know. Here that's I am auditioning right. for all these other characters <laughs> and for other shows. But uh, yeah. So. Um,
5: I would also like to mention thank you to John Faley, uh, who is our music guy who writes so our awesome. theme song. Isn't he great? And so he, awesome. he plays yes, a character in episode uh, 20. twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. One. yeah. Was it so the, the same first characters before? No. 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 Uh, yeah. So he's awesome and his son Elliot has also helped with some of the creation of the music too so some of the oh pieces. and
2: that music that opening music just
5: legitimizes the whole thing I love the I love our theme song <laughs> that's great
4: and nope. I have to say that I, I'm really excited too because John has being such a creative musical guy he has created a hard rock version of our theme song which is the heroic running music heroic in run- in the uh, in the
1: heroic run but that's so just funny. a clip
4: of the of the whole song and we also have a smooth jazz version and at our recording session the other night, he promised uh, he's working on a disco version of our theme song.
1: So. I think heroic running will become a sort of a, its own subgenre of music at some point.
2: Um. <laughs> or exercise, Bad. Or, there you go. Or even better. <laughs> we we never shut up. We could go on all day.
4: Yeah, we have to wrap this up. Wrap. So we're going
1: to wrap this up.
5: All right. Any last words? Nope. Uh, again, just thank you to our listeners. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you and.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh,
5: and who who's who's our um. Listener Who's, our Kenya? Kenya? Who's our listener in Kenya? We want to know who you are. So this is the thing. On Libsyn, we can actually, so we use Libsyn to host and and, and send out our uh, podcast. And we can see a map of where people are listening, which is great fun to watch. And we know that there is like one person in Kenya who is listening <laughs> to this podcast. So if you are that one person in Kenya, please send an email to Shannon at Os9.com.
3: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers
0: flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it.
1: You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left.
2: So I'm confused. Uh, What am I supposed to say to him?
0: Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb!
4: What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want, for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I
2: totally got this. Uh, wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say?
0: Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between.
5: Listen now at TheOrdinaryEpic.com or on your favorite podcast app.